Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Happy Halloween! It's the one day out of the year I get to woo stupid voices on the Lori and Julia show. This is supposed to be Dracula, and it's pretty weak. No, it's pretty good. Oh, thank you very much. It's time for a joke. Uh-huh. Is it? Oh, boy. So Do you remember when this... The Adams Family. Why did the ghost go into the bar? Why did the ghost I... go into the bar? I don't know. I'm so bad at these riddles. For the booze. Of course. Why are graveyards no noisy? Um, Because of all the the rattling. (coughs) Coffin. Coffin. That's pretty good. What do you get when you cross a vampire and a snowman? A vampire and a snowman. Mm Bloody seems easy. It is mm-hmm. frostbite. Ah, oh, of course. See, I think little kids actually like their minds work better. You think better they for would riddles. work better at these little ones? Well, I don't uh-huh. know if they were like maybe. All right, you're gonna know this one. Six. I'm gonna give you another chance. Okay. Why was the mummy so tense? He's wrapped too tight. Yeah, because he was all wound up. All wound oh, up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You, got it. you got it, Lori. Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, did you did you watch this last night? Is that a show that you kind of have to watch? I do. Uh, and, I do. Yeah. And I did. And I, I just think it's so good. It's so good. And their storylines are so. It, it's something that touches you from each of the different characters. I mean, yeah. they tap into so many feelings. Feelings. Yeah. And you know, you love to talk feelings. Well, this is a very good this show. Is, it's so good. Um, you know, they had a couple well, the end of the show last night paid tribute to the victims of the Pittsburgh synagogue shooting. Our yes. hearts are broken. We stand with our television hometown of Pittsburgh. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I've never seen that before. And to learn more about ending gun violence, visit everytown.org. Okay. So that was a black placard that came up. Um, boxing, you know, the theme of boxing yes. was in last night. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin, uh, the nanny, his manny show is real big in Korea. So that, that he knows funny. the Korean stuff. Yeah, that was funny. That was funny. And uh, yeah, it's just really the way they peel back the story is so great. And Milo Ventimiglia, who is going to be in this rom-com that's coming out at Christmas with Jennifer Lopez. Yes. yes. Um, he was on Jimmy Kimmel last yes. night. And um Okay. He talks on the side he, of his mouth. It's yes, so he does. Sexy. He always yep. he always has. He did when he mm-hmm. was um, Rory's second boyfriend on yep. Gilmore Girls. He did that. Um, but let's hear from Milo Ventimiglia talking about, because uh, when they watch This Is Us, I guess he and Mandy Moore try and watch it together. Okay, that's really sweet. It, okay, here we go. Do you ever get emotional watching it? Because I always, you know, I'll, if I watch it, uh, a tear will come to yeah. my eye. And then I, I'm embarrassed. I'll go to the kitchen or something like that. But do oh, you ever get teared up watching yourself in something that you know is fictional? Here's the thing for me. Mm-hmm. I don't tear up for Jack, but I get emotional 
as Jack watching his kids going through something. Hold on, let me imagine what this means. <laughs> you get emotional as Jack, so you turn into Jack while you're at home? Yeah, yeah, I put a mustache on. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no, I, I, when I see, you know, Kevin Kane and Randall uh -huh. going through something, like my heart breaks. Uh -huh. Oh my gosh, you lost the baby. Uh -huh. You know, oh my God, you know, he, you know, dealing with an adopted kid, like all these things, like, oh my God, he's taking another pill. You know, <laughs> these things break my heart as a father. Even though the next day you're going and you guys are like having lunch together. Total, 100%. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It breaks me up as a father. Yeah. And, and he's just, uh, he's just so dreamy and so cute. But he did, you know, this past week, this or last night, that was mostly set in 2018. Mm -hmm. No no flashbacks. No. And it's about the big three and kind of you're seeing the, the progress that's going on with the three kids. But here's uh, Milo telling Jimmy Kimmel about, because we haven't seen some of this. We saw it a little bit in maybe the second episode or something about shooting This Is Us in Vietnam. You okay. just got back into the United States. I did. From uh, Vietnam. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, what was we, that like? Uh, amazing. You know, to, to, to see, you know, a country that went through a horrible war so many years ago still have these beautiful smiles on their faces was really amazing and inspiring. Um, but we were over there filming This Is Us because Jack, of course, is in the war. Right, so it was a flashback scene? Yeah, yeah, we, we did some, some, some bits for an upcoming episode, but it was, it was, it was really incredible. Um, what is so, it like? What's Vietnam like? It's, have you ever played Human Frogger? Uh, no, I played regular Frogger. What? Oh, you mean, oh, is oh, yeah, that much traffic? Yeah, it's There's crazy. so much traffic and scooters and cars and all this, and, and you're basically playing human frogger on the streets of Saigon. I see. It's not good to be a pedestrian there. No, they do not have the right of way. <laughs> and, and the thing is, you know, we're conditioned as Americans. You're like, oh, yeah, no, I can just walk out on the street and cars will stop. And it's right. like, no, 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 you have to link arms and just close your eyes and go. Really? Because otherwise, you're, you're never going to get across the road. <laughs> Our, Je our Jess, who just got back yeah. from um, um, Nepal, yes, Nepal, yeah, she was saying because she went and traveled a little bit through China and stuff. She said it is unbelievably scary. Yeah, the wild, wild west on the roads. Yeah, mm -hmm. my brother and his wife went to Vietnam, and mm -hmm. they said it's Same exactly thing. like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah just unbelievable. <laughs> so you know, so he's in second act with um, Jennifer Lopez mm -hmm. and. Um, he plays uh, her husband and Leah Remini yes, is in it also. It looks good, but you know what's coming out in 2019 and it's already in post-production? Mm. One of our favorite books, The Art of Racing in the Rain. Garstein, remember yeah. it's about from the dog's is perspective. Milo Ventimiglia in that? Yes, is he yes. the dog owner? Yes. Oh, that's good. He's playing the main, character. The main character in it and Manasai Fried is in it. He plays the main character. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and that is just... Book. Yeah, we listened to that one on tape going to Montana once, and mm -hmm. the kids still, that's Love one of that. their favorites, yeah. Um, well, speaking of late nights, so Sarah Jessica Parker was on Colbert. Yes. And I don't know what she was blasting, um, or I don't know what she was being a guest on for, but... Maybe about, Divorce is coming out soon, or mm, HBO show or something. I don't know. They never really got around to anything. <laughs> it just seemed like Stephen, maybe, you know, he had Sarah Jessica and Nancy Pelosi on. Right. But it was a year ago that the uh, the unexpected uh, story blasted through the gossip media when 
Sarah Jessica Parker and some of the other Sex and the City people began talking publicly about how they wanted to do a third oh, Sex yeah. and the City Absolutely. film. And there was a script and everybody was involved and everyone was on board except there's just one person. And that one person, of course, was Kim Cattrall. And she spoke to producers about signing on, but she decided not to. And she walked away. And then media outlets, Page Six, The Daily Mail, Us Weekly, even People. Began writing critical stories about Kim Cattrall, calling her uh, diva and basically difficult and that she was going to ruin the movie. And Kim Cattrall was always, listen, I don't want to do it. I don't want to play that role anymore. Write my character out or recast the role. I don't care. I'm done with it. And then the controversy spilled into this year. When when Kim Cattrall's brother died, that's right, and, and Sarah Jessica Parker sent her a note just on Instagram, on Instagram, on a note, and she just said, "Don't try and be a fake nice friend now no. in front of the world." Kim Cattrall said that after Jessica SJP tried to offer her condolences on Instagram, yeah. on Instagram, so, and she just said, "Don't uh, called her out on being a fake nice girl, right?" Because if she was a real friend, she would have reached out to her. Personally. Personally. Yeah. And not on Insta. Yeah. And so now what has Sarah Jessica Parker? She's opening up to People magazine. It didn't come up on Colbert. She, excuse me, she told Extra this on the red carpet. If one more person calls this a cat fight, I'm not in a fight. I never fought with Kim. I don't have to send any gift to Kim because I've never done anything. Because they said, did you ever send her anything to try and smooth things over? She's felt perfectly comfortable to say lots of things. That's the beauty of living in a democracy. But I have no apologizing because this isn't a cat fight. Right. She says, but I, this is someone who chose to talk about something in myself. And I remain grateful for her work and the role she played on and off camera for all the years we spent together. That's very great. Why? No, but no, no, no. Oh, no, Julia. Oh, gosh, I'm just so Pollyanna, no, no, Lori, no. compared to your... Sarah oh, Jessica Parker can make the I terms just... of anything, okay? She could have said to that extra person, I'm not commenting on that. Everything has been said. She No, it's the word cat fight that threw her into a tizzy. She's sick of hearing that it's a cat fight. Well, be... Sarah Jessica Parker is the one that turned it into a cat fight, but conti- not only she got on Kim Cattrall's case, then you had the only one who didn't was Cynthia Nixon, but then you had, you know. What did SJP do to get on Kim Cattrall's case? Because she kept, there kept being quotes from insiders and other people from the set saying basically that Kim Cattrall was wrecking the franchise and everybody had a job. Don't you remember the story mm-hmm. saying that they had scouted locations, mm-hmm. which was a totally fake story. Mm-hmm. You think this Because was you all? can't scout locations if you don't have everybody signed on board. Yeah. But you think you think that SJP was behind that? Yes. She is pissed that Kim Cattrall called her out on her nice girl personality and her Pollyanna routine. I wish Kim Cattrall would respond, but I would advise her not to. But Sarah Jessica Parker does not need to keep addressing it because every time she does, she gets in her digs. That she's grateful for Kim's participation in Sex and the City and everything she did. Kim Cattrall doesn't need to hear that. She was the ballsiest person on that show in terms of 
getting naked and being the most yeah, out she there. Was she was the funniest. Yeah. yeah. She had the best lines. She did. She really was. Okay, so I guess I just... I, I feel like she kept that going, like they could somehow pressure her into it. Okay. And there were all kinds of little leaks from other people. Oh, that were I'm kind of sick of it being called a cat fight, though, too. Well... I'm kind of sick of it. That's, I'm sick of this. That's fine, but if it bothers SJP so much, she just could she say, knows, "I'm not going to comment." Yeah, she. I, okay. Yeah, she's. I'm been not going to comment. Yeah, and I'm done with this. Yeah, I get it. When you keep saying it isn't a cat fight, it has been some kind of a right. fight, and you were at the start of it. Okay. She uh, does have a movie coming out in a week and a half. I think we talked about this, where she plays the singer who gets a grim diagnosis. Here oh, that's now. right. That one that sounded so. Yeah. It sounds horrible. Yeah. Does it? Wait, oh, Donnie, it does it even have a star or anything? Uh, it's got one. One. Oh, yeah. why does one she right do now. these? Colbert dog. did not bring up this. Well, movie. because they he talked saw about, it. Yeah, they talked about Halloween. He's, and, he's kinder. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, but why does she keep doing dog movies? That's what I don't get. I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think you know it's a dog when you read the script. It's a good cast. You got yeah. Renee Zellweger and got Common a, and yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you guess you never know. I mean, that is, uh, yeah. But yeah, she hasn't had a good movie out for a long, long time. But I, I do enjoy. I her like on divorce. divorce. I yeah. do too. That show on HBO. I yeah. do too. All right, listen. We'll be right back with the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. All right, we got Holly Hollywood here giving us uh, our dirt alert for this Halloween. Spooky dirt alert. Well, uh, you guys talked about this earlier in the show, but uh, you also have this posted on your website, mytalk1071.com, our website on the Lori and Julia show page. Uh, Go check out the morning show Halloween costume battle. Both big shows, Good Morning America and the Today Show, decided to do 80s theme. I know, so weird. Yeah. So weird, so random. So that they both did it. Yeah, that they, that they both did it at yeah. the same time. Yeah, absolutely. So over on the Today Show, Hoda Kotb, she was Elton John Carson, Daly was Bruce Springsteen, Al Roker was Doc Brown from Back to the Future, and Marty McFly was Dylan Dreyer. Uh, Savannah Guthrie and Cindy Lo- as Cindy Lauper, Kathy Lee Gifford as Madonna, Material Girl, Car- uh, Craig Mel- Melvin, excuse me, as Prince Akeem from Coming to America. So funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they did a fantastic job. Also, Willie Geist, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Also, there was Top Gun with uh, Pete, Peter Alexander and Jenna Bush Hager as Maverick and Goose. Mm-hmm. So they went all out. Of course, they're on Rockefeller Plaza. Yeah. It was a big darn deal. I mean, they had moving parts. They had extras. They spent serious coinage. And then we get over to GMA. And George Stephanopoulos's. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcast. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
Keaton. He's literally wearing something out of his closet. Now, appreciate the maybe upcycling of one's wardrobe and incorporating it into a Halloween costume. But that's not what you do when you are the anchor of Good Morning America. That's what you do when you're one of us. And then you're like, oh, crap, I have to do something. I need to shop my closet for a Halloween costume. Last year, they were all superheroes. And he was in a phone booth in a suit. And then he unbuttoned his shirt and he had a Superman. Yeah. He does nothing. I think he just says, I hate this so much. Just figure it out. Well, they, they they got 80s TV. I mean, how did they decide that the Today Show was getting the movies? Because I would have picked movies over TV. Oh, well, how do you absolutely. even know they had a choice? Well, I mean, they don't obviously know, but it's just ironic that so many of their shows do replicate each other right down to the time they that do, they play Laura, them. They yeah. really do. It's like when Armageddon and Deep Impact yeah. came out at the same, the same summer. Time, yeah. You just get into that hive mind mentality. Anyway, NBC won. Yeah, they down. did. So go check that out for yourself. Also, have you dressed up for Halloween? They oh. were very good. ABC spent some money. They had some great costumes. Yeah. But, and Kelly and Ryan were phenomenal. Yeah, they were. Yes, yes, they were. They did day, Legends of Daytime TV. So everyone was kind of channeling the same thing. But so. they did like 60 six costume changes because they it's do unbelievable. some pieces. Yeah, they it's do. It's so good. If you have the opportunity to really go all out for Halloween, you take that opportunity and you run with it. I'm lazy and I'm broke. Yeah. So I don't do Halloween. Yeah. No, but, but if, if someone have... was going to dress you up and put on all your oh makeup. Gosh, but the yes, mom who made her daughter the outfit so that her head could come out where the oh. chest is so it looks like she's yeah. carrying a head. But it's really just her head. I, that was very clever. That little girl was like eight. Okay. Oh, you see that one? Yes, it's up on my talk one oh, okay. right, do media. you know do you know what Tristan Thompson just posted? Oh, no. Do it, I do we uh, wanna know? Shares a Halloween picture with Chloe Kardashian and True, their daughter, amid breakup rumors. The three of them yep. together? Yep. In Halloween costumes. True's in a costume and no. those two are just behind her. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, Chloe Kardashian and True dressed up it. like unicorns and they were darling. Yeah. And then also, of course, all the Kardashian sisters, they dressed up as angels. <sighs> Basically, they wore lingerie with angel wings on the back. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. to be expected. To be expected. Uh, Forbes magazine just published their list of highest uh, paid dead celebrities. And Michael Jackson, this year alone, his estate How earned much? $400 million. Just this year alone. Number two on this list is Elvis, Elvis Presley. Yep, $40 million, followed by Arnold Palmer making $35 million. Charles Schultz, $34 million. And Bob Marley rounding got the top five of the list, earning $23 million, his estate in the past How year about alone. Prince? Prince is on this list, number nine. His estate made $13 million. But they're, they're not. They, they that's a get, big gap. Yeah. Yeah. Have they even settled any of this stuff? No. There's I mean, been, that's why he should be earning more. Well, the, but they Normally, can't. Dead, the dead celebrities, like yeah. they earn high. You know, mm-hmm. that number will go up when they get their act together and agree on stuff. Yeah. And I, you know, watch out for that when they start licensing his stuff more for commercial purposes like now. We did with we, the Capital, Capital One, One commercial. Let's go crazy. Yeah. And I think that doing that commercial was kind of testing the public's, uh, the water, so to speak, on people's reception to that, which was kind of lukewarm at best. I mean, a lot of people were like, hey, you know. Well, it was more like, is that the right message to go with the credit card? Yes. Right. <laughs> that, right. that was the jump yeah. out there. It yeah. wasn't even so much that's uh, so crazy, the song. But Yeah. Well, okay. so we shall see in the near future if Prince, uh, his estate will make more money. If you want to buy Aretha Franklin's Michigan estate, it's up for sale for $800,000. 
steel. A steel. So it's and in where is it? Bloomfield Township. Oh, right at, yep, right yeah. outside of Detroit. Yeah. So uh, the home has been emptied, but it still has uh, some of Aretha Franklin's signature style. There's marble floors, blackstone countertops, and there's even a sauna, three car garage, and a jetted tub. So could all be yours for eight hundred thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars. Have you guys checked out Henry Cavill? In this new, this has been buzzing all day yeah, today. Yeah, kind of. His character for The Witcher, he has. How do you, it's Witcher, W-I-T-C-H-E-R? Yeah, like the, like a witch, but okay. er. <laughs> so he is playing the lead character in this, uh, this fantasy series. He, he looks like some, he looks like, what's his name from he Lord looks of the like Rings? Legolas. Yeah, Legolas. Yeah, that's what he looks like. He also looks like Highlander. So this is yeah. how Netflix is going to get buzz. We're going to be seeing uh, makeup tests from actors. They're going to start shooting this project in Hungary later this year, right. uh, you know, towards the end of the year. So Wait a minute. I love it. This is, we're going to see makeup tests. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I am, that is like the new save the date. No, I mean, seriously. Julia, that, yes. That we're going to be seeing make, I mean, that is like save the date. Re- yeah. 2018. This is. Oh my gosh, I have to laugh. He also mark looks like Fabio with silver hair. No, oh my seriously, gosh. Seriously, mark your calendar for save the date for the makeup well, test. Because yeah. this for the is, movie coming out in 2029. This is based on a fantasy series. Yes, book? this okay. is based on a fantasy oh series. Uh, the Lori novel thinks, called The Witcher. Lori thinks he can only be cast in these because he can only talk to fake people or 19 year old girls. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're yeah. not wrong, Lori. Know, in right. Mission Impossible, he was <sighs> not that good no he's very wooden he's very very wooden and not in the good way just, not in a good way mm. makeup dusting yeah, yeah seriously no, no, but this no. is the way that we get the buzz out is that it's a slow leak over years yeah and it's just it's planting the seed i'm gonna so be that pregnant don't forget. in 2050 yeah yeah i mean i'm watch just out saying for it. it here i'm gonna put it up on my I mean, or he looks like Cersei, or he looks like the sister of our mother of dragons Yes, Daenerys. yes, yes, he totally he does. He looks like her brother that, that got the uh, molten, you know, remember you guys face melted? Remember that? The very first season of Game <laughs> yes. of Thrones? Yes. Uh, that brother, that's uh, he looks like. So it's oh a brave new world out there. Watch out for makeup tests because you know this is going to be happening. This is the way of the future, Julia. Is this going to be Julia. TV or movie? This is Netflix. Netflix, okay, It's going to be go. a series on yes. Netflix. All right, thank okay. you so much, yes. Holly. Thanks, Holly. All right, let's recuperate from all of that news. And when we come back, it's time for Vintage Scandal, people. Yes, it is. All right, uh, my talk traffic here, 94 Westbound. Look out in Maple Grove for a crash near Weaver Lake Road in 95th Avenue. And then also 169 Northbound, a crash uh, in St. Louis. And then there was a scandal. Vintage Scandal. It was quite the scandal. Shocked at your behavior. Shocked at your behavior. Okay, so... All right, what's the latest? Well, I, I thought we would do Freddie Mercury today. Bohemian Rhapsody opens on Friday. Okay. 96% of the audience wants to see it. And um, Roger Friedman at Showbiz 411 yes. loved it. And even though it's only he sitting did? at um, like 58% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's gone up, Lori. That's gone up because uh-huh. uh, not a lot of critics, you know, they won't get put in until Thursday or Friday. There are 76 positive uh, reviews, 55 rotten. And apparently a lot of people in the UK are the ones that are not happy about that. And that's where this premiered. Oh, okay. So there could okay. be hope yet for this movie. Okay, well, that's but, good. I thought, you know, we need to, one of the things that came out last week was that people that really knew him felt that he was being gay washed, if you were. Yes, that his yes, story yes, was being yes. a whitewashed, gay washed, however you want to call right. it, just cl- cleaning him up. So 
Um, I thought, what are some of the craziest stories about rock and roll's best loved Hellraiser, who would be seventy two years old wow. if he hadn't? Wow, is that it? Yeah, Oof. that's it. He was mm. he was uh, young when he died. He he lived forty five years like a man possessed, and he was just uh, you know balls to the walls. He loved excess. So here are some of the balls myths. to the walls. Yeah. Here here are some of the myths and stories. Okay, okay. so. Elton John told Uncut in 2001, Freddie could out-party me, which is saying something. Queen was well-known in the music industry for their outrageous parties. Most notable was the jazz launch party at the New Orleans Fairmont Hotel in 1978, which featured wholesome delights, Julia, like nude waiters and waitresses. Hello. A fellow biting heads off live chickens, oh naked models wrestling in a liver pit. Oh, now that is liver? just gross. Okay. And little people swanning about with trays of cocaine strapped to their heads. Oh, my Wow. God. That is a true wow. story. 1978 1978, okay. Um, oh, to be a fly on that wall. That wall. That and one sounds fun. At the height of Star Wars mania in 1979 and 80, Freddie Mercury commemorated the movie in the only way that made sense. He would stage, he would stock the stage for the encore performance of We Will Rock You, mm-hmm. perched on Darth Vader's shoulders. I mean, let's face it, it was probably a roadie. Right. Okay, but okay, you wait, get no. the photo. Um, and you, uh, a photographer, U.S. photographer Tom Callens, he said it was pandemonium. Everyone thought it was so funny. It was so freddy. It was so over the top. And presumably, Freddie Mercury came fresh from one of the quickies he reputedly always had between the main shore, main show. show and the encore, and sometimes even between songs when he would change costumes. Tell me you're oh. kidding me. No. Oh. That was always the story. About him. Um, Wow. He was the prime subject for all the old chestnuts of rock mythology. One of the tales buzzing around Freddie Mercury is the old chestnut that might be similar to the Richard Gere and the the gerbil. The gerbil one. About employing a a bunch of groupies to take turns blowing cocaine up his arse. Okay, and that with, can't be good for you. With the usual route causing <laughs> that cannot havoc. Be, yeah, that cannot be good. I don't okay, suggest so. this, people. It may also be mixed up because that is a myth. There's a story that's been told about Stevie Nicks. Uh, that thing sure. so it could just be one of those things that's it's just out there. It's just out there, like the Richard Gear. Right. Another one that was attached to him was the well-worn classic that Cher has had uh, mentioned about her about having a rib removed. But uh, he did it, supposedly, so he could cut out the middleman and please himself, if you know what I mean, bending over. <sighs> Be easier to bend over yeah, without yeah. a rib. Yeah. But okay. That's okay. been, that's been okay. said about Stop other people, the, too. Stop. Oh that's been stop. said about Marilyn Manson. No, just stop. That the one worry. is not stop. true. But I'm just saying that is I have been never repeated. even heard. Well, Julia, you don't go to all the dirty places that I go to. Well, on this the, is well, thank you, you know, for that. Yeah. Thank you, Doug. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Lori, that I, one I, has been said about Marilyn Manson oh my, and other people. I, come on, other musicians. Yeah. Unbelievable. And he wasn't who we thought who we thought he was because off stage he was naturally shy, according to friends. 
On stage, he was just... A maniac. A maniac. Okay. But how does that explain his insatiable appetites and his orgies and everything else? If I want to know. shy. Truth is, away from the stage and the gossip, he was kind of a closed book. Roger Taylor and Brian May were the principal mouthpieces. Mercury, the image, everything behind him was opaque. Lyricist Tim Rice who co-wrote with Mercury on the Barcelona album, Mm -hmm. which came out in 88. They both, he insists, and uh, as well as Freddie Mercury's personal assistant, Peter Freestone, insist Bohemian Rhapsody was his coming out song, but no one ever realized that. Right. I told you that when we went into the lyrics of Bohemian Rhapsody and people said that. So I thought I would Mm. do some digging because uh, six years ago in 2012, Mercury, an intimate biography of Freddie Mercury came out. Who wrote it? Yeah, Leslie Ann Jones. And she is... She's the actress? No, no, Leslie Ann Jones. I don't know who no, you're Leslie thinking Ann of. Leslie Ann Warren. Yeah. Um, but she is a journalist. She's uh, gone on tour with the Rolling Stones, David Bowie, okay. Paul McCartney, Elton John. She was standing backstage with the late Who uh, bass guitar player John Whistle. Ent Whistle. Ent Whistle, excuse me, at Wembley Stadium on Live Aid Day in July 1985 and watched Freddie Mercury, which I guess we see in the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. And it was 80,000 fans and it was seen all around the world. I do remember watching that. I remember watching that that too. So she's the journalist who did this book on him six years ago. And she, in the book, she... You know, describes her rise to international superstardom and she digs deep into his past. She got over a hundred interviews with people who were close to him and many of yeah, Freddie Mercury, many of them opening up for the first time, you know, because he was the first major rock star to die of AIDS. Right. Okay. And he did not let anybody know. He denied it and he just said, I'm too old at 40 to go on stage. Indeed, um, Leslie Ann Jones told The Hollywood Reporter uh, when her book came out that one of the biggest revelations in her book came from Oscar winning Tim Rice, where he just said, she said, Tim sat me down and talked me through the words for Bohemian Rhapsody. He pointed out it was very obvious to him early on. It was Freddie's coming out song. Mm -hmm. But... um, the the reporter of this book describes Mercury as having been incredibly mischievous, pointing out that the two greatest love affairs and the ones, you know, Freddie was married at one time, mm-hmm. complicated emotional love life were with women. But with his sex life, he could only satisfy his needs with guys. Right. Is, and, and so, um, you know, and of course the... He had this, uh, the one gal who was his, uh, she's got kind of a famous quote about him. This woman, a former lover, the German soft porn star, Barbara Valentino, always described her boyfriend as mostly gay, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, um, Freddie Mercury, um, you know, he'd been friends with Michael Jackson for a long time. And he used to come and see the Queen shows all the time. Really? And that is how our friendship grew. And then he told uh, a reporter at the time, just think I could have been on Thriller. Think of all the royalties I've missed out. And they worked together. They had three tracks in the can. One song called There Must Be More to Life Than This, which appeared on Freddie Mercury's first solo album, the one he dedicated to his cats, um, called Victory. And then a song called Victory, which was featured on the Jackson 5's 
Victory Comeback Tour, tour, tour. that album. And State of Shock, which became a Michael Jackson duet with Mick Jagger. They were never finished with Freddie. They were great songs, but they were both so busy at that period of time. And then, you know, the thing that happened, Freddie Mercury did admit that the friendship with Michael Jackson fell out because Michael objected to Freddie Mercury. He'd gone to the restroom and Freddie was in the living room and there was a mound of cocaine oh, on his di- yes. his living room table. And um, so, and then I guess he was good buddies with David Bowie, Freddie Mercury. In the end, David said, Let's, why don't we just write a song? And the right. result, of course, was... Under Pressure. That's right. Oh, yeah. Ooh. And initially, that song, Under Pressure, was yeah. entitled People on Streets. It came about by pure chance. Uh, Freddie um, uh, gave in an interview the tune, which was recorded in Queens Mountain Studios in Montreux, Switzerland, after David Bowie had met up with the band in the Swiss Towns pub, turned out to be among Queens' most challenging. The mixing desk collapsed. Bowie wanted to remake the song from scratch, and things came to a head. At one point, David Bowie refused to allow its release, but later backed down. The October 1981 release of Under Pressure was Bowie's first single with another artist. It reached number 29 in the U.S. and became Queen's second U.K. number one. Cool. Yeah. Um, And then... What else? Uh, Freddie Mercury, Middle America and the Coast. Uh, he always called Manhattan Sin Cities in the 80s, mm-hmm. not Las Vegas. But you have to come at the right time, stay a day too long. It's just hypnotic. You're tripping every day at 8 or 9 in the morning and taking throat injections so so I can still sing. It's a real place. I love it. So he was a big druggie. Yeah. Wow, what the heck is a throat injection? I don't know. Oh, Maybe steroid or something like that. And, of course, after two or three years after Queen started, they almost broke up. We felt it wasn't working. Freddie Mercury, this is another interview. There are too many sharks in the business. It was getting too much. But something inside, the three of us kept us going, and we learned from our experiences, good and bad. According to Freddie Mercury, the band argued about everything, even the air that they breathed. Oh, please. And bandmates Brian May and Roger Taylor said Freddie was always the peacemaker. He was our great diplomat. Okay. So, and... uh, uh, That's bi- a lot of information, Laurie. I know. It's just a lot of good, you know, stuff out there. And on the business side, Queen was successful beyond all possible hope. I mean, Freddie Mercury died $60 million, and he got more three-fourths of the songwriting credits. The other two had Who to split gets it, it now? Well, now, Brian May and Roger Taylor and whoever's in Freddie's estate, I guess. Estate, yeah. yeah. So, anyway. Wow. Now, I got to go see Bohemian Rhapsody. I got to see this man on the screen. No, I know. All right, listen, we'll be right back. I got to see this man on the screen. Don't you want to know? I kind of do. Kind of. All right, we'll be right back. Okay, listen to what it is, people. It's Mr. Goodbar won't pay baby Ruth's child support. (laughs) I do love that. In honor of just candy Halloween drama. I know. All Mm -hmm. right. I've got a couple more jokes. Um, How do monsters tell the future? They read their horoscopes. Oh, yeah. We were really bad at this, Donnie. I know bad you are. seven-year-olds. Okay, let's see. Why don't angry witches ride their brooms? Why don't angry witches ride their brooms? I love how you say it so you can stall for I know, time. I know. That's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't They're know. scared of flying off the handle. 
Okay. Okay, this is my last one. <laughs> Thank you. What do you get when you drop a pumpkin? A jack pumpkin squash. Squash. Oh, squash. Yeah. That's a funny one. All right. All right. All right. So I've got some headlines for you guys today. Um, bad boy Justin Timberlake reveals he smoked weed at 13 to cope with the Mickey Mouse Club act. Okay. So I went to Variety to see if anybody had reviewed Hindsight, mm-hmm. his book that came out yesterday, with a half a picture of him. He's very fond of the half face of JT. Hindsight and all the things I can't see in front of me. Justin Timberlake. And uh, it's, I guess it's, it's just a curated personal scrapbook of observations, memories, and photographs. Right. It's a money grab. Okay. And it's in coinc- it's coinciding with his collection he has with Levi's called Fresh Leaves, which is really taking his whole man of the woods thing just a bit far. Fresh leaves. Fresh leaves. That's, That's a terrible name. Are they cute, name. Levi's? I don't know. We haven't seen the collection yet. I guess these uh, the fresh leaves will hit stores oh. and online uh, uh, early here oh, in just so November. Sounds like something in an Ina Garten cookbook. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> the one good story. Okay, like I, whatever. He just threw that one in there. I think mm. the best story that I've read is, and Variety agrees that the one of the most telling passages. That he shares captures the drama behind the scenes as Justin Timberlake was writing Crimea River, which was, of course, about Britney Spears. And he was then just 21 on the cusp of releasing his Uh first solo album. He finished the song in two hours because he'd been scorned and pissed off. The feelings were so strong. I had to write it. People heard me and they understood it because we've all been there. Yep. All and right. that is a great okay. song. It is. Cry Me a River. Yeah. I love that song. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, you're talking about the Levi's, that he's partnering with Levi's. There was an interesting... Fresh Leaves. I know. It's a story today <laughs> in, I think it was Bloomberg. Um, and it was about how America has just um, embraced the yoga pants. It's been 20 years since Lululemon came out with their first pair of yoga pants yeah. that people started wearing outside of the gym because yeah, yeah. of its amazing lycra and all the material in it that would make your butt look higher, lower, everything, and yeah. how people thought it was just going to be a fad, but then how people stopped wearing their jeans and now wear their yoga pants very, everywhere. Very dangerous. And talking about how much, how Levi's had to reinvent themselves, putting more lycra and stretch, and how these all these jean companies were have really suffered because people rely on the yoga pant. To their detriment, to your body <laughs> danger, okay? This is danger, Will Robinson. This is dangerous to wear so obvious. I know these to get types you. of pants because they're a they're not pants. If you get a full length mirror, honestly, step back and say, some people am I smuggling a yo yo? People look great in them too. They look great in them, but they are not pants. I know, but they're just saying as an observation. America has embraced them. As yes, pants. I get that. I get that. Mm-hmm. But if you are to, going to wear this kind of thing for pant, how will you ever know if you Have maybe you... need to back away from the Doritos? See, Lori, this is this is why I asked. <laughs> okay, you, you got to be able to have a pair of pants that you button or zip up. Yeah. I know, and that you thank go. Thank you. 
Yeah. And you love them on airplanes, too, Lori. No, I don't mind them. Oh, I don't? don't mind them. No, Wear them with a long coat. With a long coat. I do. Okay. That's a very comfortable thing. It is a very comfortable uh, thing. thing. As long as they're not so tight that, you know, you you know waste, make people wait in line because you're trying to peel your pants down because they're so tight because it's on holding well, jeans are harder to get down than yoga pants. Yes, they are. Not if they're the real tight ones that well, I've seen some people so wear. Lori. Yeah. This is why you just are no, so No, but much. it is true. Would you, I mean, if you just exclusively wore pull-on pants your whole life, you <laughs> will become shaped like a toddler. I'm convinced. Okay, you're mm. so funny. It's All right. a theory. It's uh-huh. a theory. Okay. It's a theory because you can't see what's going on. Everything is comfortable. But sometimes people don't have the, you know, they can't zip things and button things. And so the good that's old elastic, fine. Donnie had Carter's forever. Yeah. That, he learned we're it. not talking about that. We're talking right. about athleisure right. wear. Here's other. You can at least get it with a flare. If you're going to insist on making that, get it with a bootleg. Okay. The way yeah, all these people I, and these skinny leg such things. strong feelings. Like, I would like you to have more bootleg flare I try. Pants. Do you want to know what? Are they hard to find? I have asked. Yeah, why you don't they make say, more of them? Julia, why don't you get them? They don't. I was in the jeans store, and I'm like, can you show me your Where flare? The, boot, the flare they or the don't bootleg. Have them. That is Everything a missing is, hole in the market. Everything's skinny, or they have now the... Um, you know, not every shoe looks good with a skinny leg. People don't always look good in a skinny leg. We've got to have a, a kick and a flare. Yeah. All right, here we go. Uh, oh. Ricky Lake doesn't think she'll find love again. I feel like lightning doesn't st- strike twice. Was she married to the love of her life or something? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. What happened to him? I feel like he died. He died. He? he did. I think yeah. he maybe did he. I know, he's, I, he, I know he's gone. That is a very sad I thing know. to feel. I know. Here, let me let me see, see how if he, her husband died or if this is the one who took her to the bank. I don't. He died by suicide. I know he did. Yeah, I was yeah. just trying not Last to say February, it. Last February. Yes. And mm-hmm. she had filed for divorce three years before and they had this on and off relationship. Right. And, that is really, really sad. Both the, how she lost him and that she I thinks know. she can't. Well, give yourself time, love. That's right. Yes. Give yourself right. time. Everything. Time is the great healing. Yes. Thank you. Julia. The great solve. All right. Happy all Halloween, right. everybody. See y'all tomorrow. Don't wear yoga pants. Yeah, watch out if you're wearing them too much. Ask yourself. <laughs> Step away from the Doritos. <laughs>